everybody. Welcome. This is Wrestling with the Future. We are live and we are on the air. Yep, you heard me right. Wrestling with the Future's back. You didn't think it was going to happen? <laughs> Big Daddy had a surprise. Um, speaking of surprises, I got a great surprise for you tonight. Got a guest. Uh, his name is Adam Parallel. Adam's a really interesting cat. Um, he, he has a promotion. He founded a promotion here. It's, uh, it's called Warrior Pro. You're going to hear a lot about it. Um, it's really interesting, though. It's kind of a throwback to the good old days. And Adam and I are going to talk about the good old days a lot tonight. And kayfabe and psychology and uh, and what wrestling is. And more importantly, what wrestling is not. But before Adam and I engage you in that conversation, Adam, how the hell are you, kid? I'm doing great, brother. Yeah, absolutely fabulous. Right, let's talk a little bit about... Um, Modern day wrestling. Uh, I'm sure you follow the product. Um, so, you've got the AEW, Ring of Honor, WWE, um, among you know, New Japan, of course, among uh, you know uh, many of uh, the the larger groups, and a plethora, more than abundant, uh, independent scene. You are a big part of the independent scene uh, and making quite a name for yourself. Um, you're following wrestling today. When you're looking, forget that you're a promoter and forget that you're an owner. Put your fan hat on. As a fan, what are you not seeing that you want to see? That's kind of the way that I, I look at wrestling as even as promoting it as, as, as a fan. But um, yeah, one of the things that I'm seeing that I don't want to see is the spots the spot monkeys and oh yeah i mean the scripts it's it don't make sense to me it, it does not make sense to me at all you said the magic word to me that's a that's a, a a button word with me it's a hot button word with me the word script uh, yep. and and i was you know you you hit that word a lot sooner than i thought you were going to <laughs> You, you did right from out from the, the gate here. Uh, you hit the word script. There is, uh, oh man, there's a lot I don't like. But there are two things that really irritate the hell out of me. Script and prefabricated promos. Uh, I believe horrible. from old school, if you're going to do a promo, it's got to come from the heart. It's got to come off the cuff. If you flub it up, just go with it because it's natural and organic and it has to go. But you've got guys now, Adam, and I'm really curious to hear your, your insight on this. You got guys now that have to memorize scripts, like an actor in a movie, like they've got to memorize lines and dialogue. And it's not like wrestling anymore. It's, why don't what they just call it like film or television? Because it's that's, not wrestling anymore. Right, that's where I'm at. I feel like it's uh it's wannabe actors trying to be wannabe wrestlers. That's the way I well, I can't argue with that. Yeah, brother, I gotta tell you, I've had this discussion on our on our old show. Uh we talked about this a lot. Um and I have a problem with that. It when that you sense. take away the spontaneity and you tie the hands creatively tie the hands of the guys that are supposed to be your money earners, the guys that are supposed to be making you bank. You got a problem. You got a big problem. Um, Adam, just think about this. And I'm going to prove my point using you. Imagine Hulk Hogan or the rock being told scripted what they had to say can you imagine the state of wrestling today oh god it would be no. a very different sport yeah it, it definitely would i don't think we would uh oh man you think it's bad now imagine what it would have been if they were already doing it back then it, it, that you made my point for me exactly so uh, oh we're adam adam took off yeah, there he yeah. is. Hey, we got Adam back. Here he is. I don't Woo. know what was up. I was getting scared there for a second. Good old, good old satellites. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's live. Anything can happen. Um, right. So here's the deal. Um, let's talk about Warrior Pro, and I want to talk about how 
Warrior Pro, which is a new organization. Uh, you already have something like 2,500 followers, as I understand. Actually, we are, uh, as of today, we're 6,836, oh uh, I think. That was over Labor Day weekend. Damn, boy, was I sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. I yeah, checked. I, the last time I checked, I saw like 25 and change. And, yeah, man, uh, 6,000. Holy crap. Let me ask you a yeah. question. Well, let's let's take that as an example. You have to attribute that kind of of noise, that kind of interest to something. So what's what's the hot button on it? What's the interest? That people want to see. Uh, they want to see wrestling fixed. It's it's like when I see Tony Khan and them, and they say they want to cater to the fans. The problem is you're listening to the fans, but you're listening to the wrong fans. You're listening yeah. to the politic fans. You're listening to the SJW fans, the people who wanna who wanna put politics in the wrestling, change it, make it to their stuff. But you're missing the legit fans, the fans who actually cared about wrestling back when the NWO was running, back whenever you had JYD in the ring, Dusty Rose was taking on. Those don't exist no more because they don't want nothing to do with the sports entertainment stuff. And I and I can't again. I can't argue with that. Uh, in fact, I'm going to even. Um, and expand upon it and i think you know using an example you'll, you'll see behind me there's a photo of jim cornett and myself yep. jim cornett it may surprise you to notice and you probably already know it jim cornett was a guy that thinks a lot like you do yep. um very much in tune with make wrestling as real as possible without it being an all-out shoot fight because there's a place for shoot fights okay it's called mma it's exactly. called bare knuckle fighting there's leagues yep. for that and there's yep. you know organized legitimate sports yep professional wrestling by its definition has always been kind of over the top it's always been spectacular right right but that does not mean, and I want people to hear what I'm saying, that does not mean that there haven't been fights, real fights along the way. We know there have been. We've witnessed them, okay? But did it, you know, did it kill the sport? Did it decimate the industry? No. In fact, in a lot of ways, gave more even more credence and credibility to really wrestling did. as a sport yep so tell me where i'm wrong in saying that i support warrior pro you're getting a lot of heat these days and i want to talk a little bit about that in fact you're getting you're smiling because you know where i'm going <laughs> where you're getting a lot more than just a little heat guys are coming down on you brother can you explain to me and the viewers, um, is it justified? Is it warranted heat? Do you think that you've earned this kind of heat or they're, are they making maybe much ado about nothing? I think I'm, I'm real okay. curious. I'm okay with the heat because the people who give me the heat is the ones who are protecting the sports entertainment. They're not the ones protecting uh, wrestling as a whole. So... Uh, the ones I'm getting the heat from is the promoters and the wrestlers uh, that like the entertainment style of wrestling that they got to date. Yeah. But um, as you see from our growth, the fans are on a whole different level. So, oh, yeah. You got some fierce fans. I will say that. You also have some fierce support among the boys. Yep. There is, however, and let's talk about this because uh, – you were, you probably know better than I do the reason for the heat among certain groups of the boys, um, particularly people who may have worked for you previously or people who know you. Um, you're getting a lot of negative press mm -hmm. from a, a big section of the guys saying, Hey, Adam, you know, you're stepping over the line here. 
there's a line in the sand and you just crossed it. So um, explain to them, did you cross it? And if you did, why? I don't think I crossed it. Uh, I think the issue was is that I called it out for what it was. Uh, uh, for example, a few people that I spoke with, uh, I called out like matches being predetermined. And that they was are. a big no-no. Right. And that was a big <laughs> no-no to them. But uh, I read like five or six comments down the line. Yeah. One of their fans are calling wrestling fake. I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know it's set up. That's what it is. But then whenever I call it because I'm in the business, it it's yeah. not supposed to be said. But I'm okay with taking that heat because if I don't take it, then no one's ever going to fix this business. And it's just going to keep being a shit show. It's that well, now. you didn't do anything. And I'm going to defend you on this one. You didn't do anything more than what Vince did. And yeah. by Vince, we're talking about, you know, the all all powerful, all great and powerful, <laughs> you know, Vincent of Oz. Um, right. Vince McMahon, many years ago, and I'll remember the day like it was yesterday. He came on television and said, no more good guys than bad guys. You know, we're, uh, we are sports entertainment. Um, right. There's no more, you know, baby face and heel. Well, if there's not, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah, well, the whole premise of wrestling was the good guy versus the bad guy. The heel and the baby face. And wrestling, and I want to remind people, if you forgot your history, because Angelo's like the history major in wrestling here. <laughs> you know, the guru. Um, understand something. Professional wrestling came about during World War II. And why? It was to give men and women at home an outlet of venting their frustration. Their families, their loved ones were in the war. They were fighting. They were alone. They had no one, you know, no companionship. Those wrestlers were their companions every Friday night or every Saturday night at the armory or at the high school gym, or in some cases at the big arena in your, in your big city, if you were lucky enough to, to be in the big city. But a lot of these guys just wrestled in small towns all across the country. And they created this aura about pro wrestling as magical, as a mystique. You know, you wondered... Is it real? Is it fake? They look like they're hurting themselves. Now we know it's all bullshit because Vince told us it's bullshit. Right. Now, there's a young man comes along named Adam Perlo and says, you know what? Vince peeled back the onion, but I'm going to put the fucking onion back together. Yep. So now, tell me, Adam, now that I put you on the hot seat, <laughs> how are you going to put that onion back together? Uh, it's easy. Uh, basically, we just we undo what they did. Uh, we get wrestling back to being wrestling. Uh, I think the I think the days of like cutting yourself. I think that's over with. I, all these death matches. I'm not fans of those. People bleeding aids all over the place and stuff. You, the, the gimmick matches you're talking about. Well, yeah. I, I mean, like some of it's okay, but as going back to Jim Cornette, uh, mm -hmm. one of the things I. I really agree with him on. I was listening to his podcast about a um, about a hardcore match. It sure. don't make sense that you're that you got light tubes and all that stuff underneath the ring because that would normally crazy. be there. Yeah. yeah, it would not normally be there. So that's where we're going back. Is like if we have a hardcore match, it's whatever is there is what you get to use. It's not a yeah. ring. In. I have to confess, Adam. I live in the hardcore capital of the world, New Jersey. Right. CCW. Is yep. based here in New Jersey. And uh, for good or for bad, New Jersey gave birth to hardcore wrestling. I'm not real proud of it. But we also gave birth to some of the greatest superstars in the industry. Among them, King Kong Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Rogers, Jimmy yep. Snuka, uh, Tom Brandy. Um, let's see. Oh, God. Who else? Um, Nikolai Volkov. Some of the greatest, Don Morocco, some of the biggest stars in the business called New Jersey their home. 
but so does the necro butcher. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, take that for what <laughs> take that for what's worth. But you know, you you make a, a valid point that people are. I think they're smarter than the fluorescent light light tubes. I think they're smarter than the weed whacker gimmicks and oh, the God. people. You know, what's next? You know, setting off a bomb in the ring or I think they set someone's crotch on fire the other day. I was watching on Facebook. How about the guy? And I I have to blame his the, the father and the son in Georgia. And this you're you're familiar with this, Adam. I know you are. A kid in Georgia did a swanton off the second balcony of a yep. shopping mall. You know what yep. I'm talking about. Exactly His father was the promoter. How demented do you have to be as a dad to say? It's okay, son. Go ahead and do it. I'm approving. Yeah. What kind yeah. of father are you? Forget uh, about what kind of promoter you are. What the hell kind of dad are you? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, I know. Um, I have just a problem got, with that. Yeah, me too. We just got like a little tiny step, and my three-year-old climbs up on the little banister thing. I get on her for doing that, so I yeah. damn well ain't gonna tell her to jump off of a two-story balcony. Exactly. Exactly. So um, there's a fine line, however, now with Warrior Pro. I'm guessing, and I don't know for sure because you and I, and I want to tell people, Adam and I have not discussed anything beforehand that we're talking about. So it's all organic, these conversations we're having. Um, You and I have not discussed this, so I need to find out to what degree... um, the realism factor is going to play in Warrior Pro. Um, what is the basic philosophy of Warrior Pro? And uh, uh, among the people, uh, worker-wise, who has expressed interest in coming to you and working for Warrior Pro? Well, I tell you, when we first mentioned about it being real, um, the very first. I think the greatest comment I got was some guy said he watched my video whenever I was talking about it. I was like, if someone jumps over the top rope, you just better hope he catches you because we're not scripting those spots. And he wrote like, F that. <laughs> so oh, <okay. laughs> he, he's not coming to work for me. But um, actually, the a lot of the people who reached out is people who wanted to be wrestlers, but they couldn't get around the sports entertainment deal. So that's why they end up going to like MMA or something because they're like, yeah. They didn't like the deal where it's all sports entertainment scripted. Um, yeah, as far as we set, as far as the real factor goes, uh, we are full but light contact. So everyone's making contact whenever they hit. Um, as far as like the, we have storylines uh, for everyone that's wrote, but we do things a little bit different. It's an A, B, C, D, E storyline. So okay. we don't really so we don't know what storyline we're going with. That right. depends on the outcome of the match. Now as okay, stated, so let we, me stop you there for just a second because you, you said a couple of things that these two subjects alone we could do a podcast on. Um <laughs> you said uh, light but full contact, which I find interesting and intriguing, quite frankly, and storylines being organic and natural. So let's talk about that. Um, let's address the idea of full contact. How do you manage to have a guy, you know, uh, to use your words, light full contact? How do you do that with that? Like, if, in other words, uh, can I ball up my fist and punch a guy in his mouth? You can have an open or a clenched hand. Can I have a full fist? Okay, so let's let's decipher what some of the rules are. So go right ahead. All right. So as the match starts, uh, well, as you know, we alter some of the rules on purpose so it could be legit and still be a wrestling show. So one of the rules is uh, the bell don't ring. Nothing happens until you shake hands and you lock up. So the collar and elbow, it's there. It's there by default. Um, Terrific. Again, once. Submissions are supplied, applied. They're really applied. Um, 
uh, headlocks, all that good stuff. If you run and jump over the top rope, like pretty much what happens in the matches between the two guys who are there. Um, I, me as a promoter, I'll be sitting back wondering who's going to win. So what so, I'm hearing is you're a fan of calling it in the ring. That's what I'm I, hearing. That's where I learned uh, whenever I got into wrestling. Was Okay, let's was, have that conversation. I want to have that conversation while it's fresh on my mind because today, in fact, today, I had a conversation with a worker, and I said, again, I'm the old fart in the room here, talking to a 20-something kid uh, about wrestling. And, of course, you know, he's 22, so he knows more about wrestling than I do, okay? (laughs) I'm 62, Junior. Wake the fuck up. So here's what he says. And I had to shake my head and almost laugh. It's so funny. It's, it's, it's laughable. I said, calling it in the ring, young man, presents you with many opportunities. You can go any way you want in that match. You can make it look like a straight-up shoot fight if you want. If you and your guy that you're working agree to it, you can go... <coughs> Fist a cuff for 20 minutes if you want. Or you guys could play around acrobat for 20 minutes if you want. If that's what you feel you want to do. But the idea of someone giving you bullet points and a start and a finish, to me, that takes away all organic growth and spontaneity from a wrestling match. And if I'm wrong... Then guess what, Adam? If I'm wrong, I'm going to be the old fart in the room. Well, I'll be wrong too because I believe the exact same thing. And uh, like I said, and again, we're not doing predetermined outcomes. So whoever wins, it wins. And how that plays out is just like anything. Um, I mean, most pinfalls are probably going to end up being like schoolboy roll-ups or submissions or something like that because right. I doubt you're going to knock someone out. They're going to lay there and let you knock them out with a five-star frog splash or something of that nature. Here's the question that someone asked me, and you're the and I, I couldn't answer them. I said, I got to talk to Adam about this. I can't, I can't answer this question. He goes, what if you have two guys who don't agree on a finish? Do you step uh, in then and do you give the, a finish or do you they just fight until there's a finish? They got 15 minutes to figure it out before their time limit runs up, unless they got a 20 or 30-minute match. Okay. And if it goes if if it goes the time limit, um, yeah. we do have judges there. And like I said, where we're full contact, we count miss hits, all that good stuff. So there's no yeah. someone pretending to sell their stuff. And um, and we've set a rule where if you are the champion, and it goes to time limit, you lose the belt by default. It goes to the other guy for running up to time limit. That's interesting, Adam. I got a question for you that came from. Yep. Uh, one of my one of my listeners, uh, they want to know: um, Are the athletic commissions in states that still have athletic commissions? New Jersey does not. I will tell everyone uh, in, in full disclosure: New Jersey, we were the first one to get rid of the commission, and I'll tell you later why. But right now, um, the question is for Adam: What about states that have commissions? How does this figure into that? Well, I think we can still play as entertainment factor because we got storylines and all that good stuff. Um, and we don't, we're not pursuing as a shoot fight. So okay. I think we're still good on that spectrum. We can still go the wrestling route. Um, as far as like uh, Tennessee, I don't think they're licensed. Uh, we've got everything set up for Indiana. We went through all the paperwork. I was. I just went to court a couple days ago, got the LLC for Warrior Pro. So, I mean, we're hitting all the corners like we need to be to get everything where it needs to needs to take place so we don't have no issues down the road. There's a, an organization uh, in Texas. I have a lot of friends who work for this organization. It's called uh, S- SFW Fury in Texas. Okay, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I've heard it. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, SWF Fury. They were called SWE. Um, here's the, the interesting about the thing about these guys. Um, 
they're kind of already doing what you're doing in some ways. Um, they, they of course don't allow full contact. They allow, you know, open slaps, uh, you know, um, a clenched hand, but not a full balled up fist, of course. Um, but kind of like the, the rules are, I don't want to say they're the same, but they're in line with what you're talking about. So why, if they're going strong and they are going strong, I will tell you. Why are you getting so much pushback for what you want to do? If because there are already groups, let's be honest about it, Adam. This is not an original idea. No. But you're having trouble getting off the ground with certain people because for whatever reason, they've made you the poster boy of shoot fighting. Yeah, I don't know what's a I don't know what. Apparently, if it's if it's not scripted, it's shoot fighting. But uh, right, <laughs> yeah, right. I guess that's where they got it. But uh, I think where the difference lies is uh, unlike a lot of people, and I'm not saying anyone specific, but um, I'm not afraid to call anyone out or anything out if I believe that's the issue, and that's kind of where we're at. Because like I see something, um, yeah, some other company had said something about, it, and I was like, well, your stuff's predetermined, so can't be talking about us we're doing this stuff for legit and then they started talking about like they're they start going through all this legal stuff and i was like you're a lawyer and he's like no i'm a mixed martial artist it's like it had nothing to do with anything we were talking about yeah it's interesting um i spoke at the beginning of the show about the you, this being a hot button topic and it really is um you're still getting a lot of pushback and a lot of heat um, despite the fact that you've got more than now, more than 6,000 followers that have expressed interest in this, given that fact that then I'm sure by the end of this show, there'll be more than that. Right. But, uh, but given that fact that they have got at least 6,000 people interested in this, there's got to be an audience for it. So those people who tell you, you know, you're wrong. Um, you're you're hurting the business. Uh, you know all this kind of the, you know, you know what you're hearing. Yeah. You you have an opportunity now. I and I told you when we met. I'll give you an opportunity, and you take as much time as you want. Um, this is your chance to set the record straight. Tell everybody what it is you intend to do, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. What Warrior Pro really is and not what they think it is. And tell everybody some of the people that you've uh, that you've got on your roster. All right. Yeah. Um, so Warrior Pro in itself as a whole is pretty much just taking wrestling back to its roots. Uh, like I said, Dusty Rhodes, um, um, Bob Orton, JYD, um, even younger days, uh, Patrick O'Connor. All them great ones. We're trying to get wrestling back to being authenticated. So that's where we set it with this. I don't understand why anyone would have a problem with wrestling being authenticated. You're trying to make it legit again. Uh, my brother used to tell me a long time ago, because um, whenever before I got into wrestling, I used to tell him, oh, that stuff's fake. He'd say, yeah, but it's like a magic show. You know when you go there, the dude's going to do a trick. But yeah. what, what's magical about it is you're trying to figure out how that trick was done. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So that that's so you're watching these guys, and at the time you didn't know that uh that it was told for Kurt Angle or Kurt Hennon to follow the Bret Hart or take a sharpshooter. Yeah. And then the it's the interesting that you uh it, and it's very interesting that you equate it that way. We actually had it's funny we had a magician on the show, uh, Bobby <laughs> Borgia, and he made a great comparison between magic and wrestling they're both an illusion they both leaving you asking the question how'd you do that and in both cases neither one of them are going to tell you how they did that or they used to not tell you, you how they did that. that there was something that you and i we referenced off the air just briefly yep kayfabe 
good old kayfabe. It would again. I'm going to teach people a little history lesson. Where do you think the word kayfabe came from? It may surprise you. Oh, kayfabe! That came yeah. from a carnival. Like it actually carnival. came. No, it actually didn't come from the carnival. No, the language carny came from the carnival. What came from kayfabe was a kayfabe was a woman. There was oh. a woman named Kay Fabiano. She was a lady wrestler back in the 40s and 50s. It was a woman that gave us kayfabe. That is crazy. Because it's named after her. Right. Kay Fabiano. They called her kayfabe. That was her That's name. Literally her name. And she's the first one who started speaking in what you just referred to. Carney. In the carnival right. language. That's where the carnival came in. It wasn't until that that carnivals actually picked up wrestling. And they would have the the good guy in right. the crowd. He was part of the you know the crowd that you didn't know it at the time. And he would face the big you know wrestler, circus strongman, right? And very often the guy in the crowd would beat the circus strongman. Right. They didn't know it at the time, but guess what? It's fixed. It's yep. predetermined, folks. Guess what? That's wrestling. And that's what it was for all these years. So now, um, you've got people now asking, is it possible, given what Adam Parallel wants to do, is it possible... To introduce kayfabe back into wrestling, or is kayfabe dead and gone? Well, that's where I'm at. Is uh, I think you have to take kayfabe out of the equation now. So it's either you get what you see or you don't. So regardless, now where I said at is maybe I actually took kayfabe out the equation, or maybe I'm rebuilding kayfabe as we know it. So I could be telling you one thing, could be doing the other. Uh, and that, my friend, is what a great promoter is supposed to do. That Right. That is for the fans to decide what they whether they wanted to believe that we set it up or whether they want to come see if it's legit or not. Well, I'll tell you who was real good at that. And it's going to surprise you. A guy named Vince McMahon Sr. Yep. Vince Sr. was excellent at that. His son seems to have forgotten everything, but then oh, I forgot. His son is not a wrestling promoter. He's a television producer. That's the difference. Big difference. And Vince McMahon will tell you he's not in the wrestling business. He's in the entertainment business. Yeah. And he'll tell you straight up. But I have to tell you that the lessons we need to, le to learn from today, to glean from, are the lessons that history is teaching us. Because history is teaching us that what Adam is doing isn't new. It's not a secret. It's been around before. It's going to be around again. So learn to adapt. Learn to manipulate. And enjoy it. And just realize that when you go to Warrior Pro, you're seeing a show. Yep. That happens to be maybe a little bit more real than something else. Or maybe you don't know. Or or it could be all a work. You never know. You know? This is Parallel could be a work. You know, this this whole interview could be a giant work. Oh, thank goodness. You never know. Yeah, never know. So, my friend, let's talk a little bit about um, your background. How did you come to the world of wrestling? Um, well, wrestling was never my thing. My thing was karate. So... I studied martial arts. Yeah, seriously. I, I studied martial arts and I was like, well, I think um, I was going to open a karate studio or whatever. And then my brother, my older brother, he got into wrestling. Uh, he got trained at some uh, mom and pop uh, training school in Mississippi. And uh, we used to backyard wrestle all the time. So I'm on the trampoline. My brother goes to grab my foot. I just did his backflip to get away from it. And the promoter just happens to be there. He's like, you think you could do that in the ring? I said, well, I don't know. I'll try. 
And I was like, if they're going to train me for free, I ain't going to cry about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got in there. I never paid it. Free but, is uh, always yeah, good. <laughs> free, free is beautiful. Free, free, free. But, uh, yeah, they they trained me. I was trained by someone, uh, uh, David Hart, um, Jerry Lewis, uh, uh, Grimm, a few others that was there. So I have multiple, multiple training there. Um, my uncle was in wrestling up in their early days. Um, my dad, he worked for Mid-South for a while, uh, putting up their rings and stuff. Well, who are they? Anybody we would know? Uh, my dad's Milton Perlou. Um, he's, uh, he, he's, he's gone now, but, uh, yeah, back in the day he would help, uh, do the ring, just ring crew stuff. Uh, my mm -hmm. uncle, I don't know his wrestling name. I, we only have a photo of him in the ring, but I never could find out what his wrestling name was. I'd love to find out what it was. But um, interesting. I'll tell story you what, goes, if you're, one day, if you'd like to send me a copy of that photo, I'll do some research for you. We'll find awesome. out. Awesome, awesome. I would do that. I, I got a lot of tentacles in the business. Now, um, story goes with him is he came off the top rope, and that was uh, back before you wore knee pads, and the yeah. ring did the ring didn't bounce. So no, uh, there were boxing rings back then. Right. That's what I tell everybody. So when he came off the rope, he shattered both his kneecaps. Yeah, they were hard. They were hard. They were hard. Bruno <laughs> San Martino and I, uh, and I, I will tell everybody and everybody who watches the show knows, Bruno San Martino and I were friends. We spoke. He knew me. I knew him. We had lunch and dinner together a few times. And he told a story about being body slammed night after night after night on those hard boxing rings and people don't understand the the wrestling ring as you know it with the giant center spring mm -hmm. they didn't even come about until 1970 yep till 19 think about that till 1970 okay bruno had already been champion for seven years by that point God. okay night after night body slam after body slam those guys took a beating. And I got oh. news for you. Here's the funny part, Adam. You think that something like that would have killed them. Guess right. what? They all lived to be in their 80s and 90s. Yep. All of them. Even superstar Billy Graham, who's still around, thank goodness. Right. You know? Yeah. Who yeah. enough steroids, you know. <laughs> to jack up a circus elephant, he's still around. Yeah. Man, them steroids, they're a killer. Built like an ox, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at a guy like Tony Atlas. He's got 30-inch arms. He can't put his arms down. <laughs> and he's like 70, what, 70 years old? 70 mm -hmm. or something like that. That means yeah. early 70s, at least. But it, the point I'm trying to make is these guys today, if they had to get slammed on a boxing ring, they'd be out of commission for six months. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're out of commission just if they hit the turnbuckle the wrong way. And by yeah. the way, the tur turnbuckles are a lot more padded now than what they were back then as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all the turnbuckle was before was uh, largely duct tape with a piece of foam under it. That's it. And that was it. That's efficient. And if you I ever take a look at some of those old pictures of Madison Square Garden back in the 50s and 60s, yep. the turnbuckle may have been as big as my fist. Yeah, if you now they look like pillows. They do. In fact, I think uh, the guy who was going to do Warrior Pro with me, um, he was talking about like getting memory foam and stuff to go underneath the ring. I was like, what the? What? No, no, I mean, that's it, it's, I mean, it's, it's already, it don't key to take a bump to begin with on the ring and yeah. memory phone that just, that, I, that just did not make no sense to me whatsoever. It's craziness. So, um, so you got an uncle and a, and a dad in the business briefly. So, uh, when did, when did the wrestling bug bite you? So and yeah, how though, you go uh, from from legitimate MMA and, you know, karate into uh, wrestling other than, was it just following your brother? Well, I was it. my brother was doing it and 
the guy's like, take a bump. And I took a bump. And then I'm like, he said, well, we can work on it or whatever. And then we watch wrestling. We always backyard wrestle. So I knew like when someone picked me up for a body slam, yeah. you're like shaking your head. No, no, no. Don't body slam or whatever. And so they were heads over hill for all that stuff. So uh, anyways, uh, my brother, he wrestled there, I think, one or two shows or something like that. Uh, we had a fallout with them. And then it just seemed like every time my brother had tried to get back to wrestling, even recently, um, yeah. it's just pretty much it's not a no. It's a no go for him. Um, I think recently he tried again because he was going to uh handle warrior pro with me and stuff and he got COVID, and so he's like man so i'm just telling me not to do this so wow. and now he's, he's got health issues and all that stuff but uh, i always felt like i owed it to him because that was what he wanted to do and he always talked about fixing the business and stuff and i see where he lost the love and the passion for that mm-hmm. and as soon as i saw the opportunity for it i was like yeah i've I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to do this. So I, I wrestled in the business. I wrestled on and off for a good 17 years, something like that. Who'd you and, work for? Uh, multiple. It's multiple independent stuff like a MCW in Mississippi, um, GCW down here in Jellico. Um, it's a uh, little off stuff. Some people be having little fair shows and I'll ask them, hey, you want me coming to our wrestle for you, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, yeah, just it was that for a while. And then at some point, someone said, why don't you try for WWE or something like that? And I was like, it didn't make sense to me to want to try for WWE. I was like, why would I want to go there and become a movie star whenever I'm trying to sit here and be a legit wrestler? Yeah, that's a valid point. That's a really valid point. Uh, There are people who want to go there just for that reason. If you ever doubt that, Adam, take a good look at NXT and look at some of the women there. They're mm-hmm. clearly not wrestlers. They're actresses playing wrestler. They want to be all. models. They want to do centerfolds. They want to be uh, the next it girl or whatever. And even the guys, some, some of the guys, I'll, I won't say all, some of the guys have that same intention. You know, they want, uh, you know, a casting agent to pick them up. Oh, yep, yep. You know? And if you want to be an actor, I have no problem with a guy that wants to be an actor. But don't use wrestling to do it. Go to acting That's, That's the thing. Is they skip acting school and they use wrestling as the go-to. And I That's, absolutely hate it. Let's um, talk got- about that because you and I uh, agree. I will tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I think I think here's the thing, Adam. I think that does more damage than people like you. Right. Okay? Here's the thing. People are saying Adam Parallel was doing damage to the business by trying to make it real. I say these people are making the business look bad because they're not part of the business. They don't want to be part of the business. They're making the business look bad. Oh, if you want to become an actress, become a wrestler first. Because it'll give you TV experience. And it'll show your good side. It'll show your range of uh, talent, whatever the case may be. Look at Alexa Bliss. You look at her. I don't want to. You know? (laughs) But I've had these conversations privately with people. And I've had them publicly with people. And I've had people say to me, you know, you're just too old, Ange. You know, uh, and I got to say something about that. I would have said, you know what? You're right. But the two guys, and this is going to be a shout out to them because they don't know this is coming. The two guys that made me a fan again were Dan Sebastiano and Benny Scala, the BS Express. And I want to tell you how they did it. They used to work for me on Wrestling with the Future. Mm-hmm. I was the disgruntled old fart on the show. <laughs> okay. I gave my show to Benny and Dan. I gave them the show. Dan and Benny in the ring. Take it. Go. Okay. And I took Wrestling with the Future 
and I sat it on the shelf for summer vacation. Right. And I said, when I come back, I'm going to come back myself. I'm going to come back strong and I'm going to come back with a take no prisoners attitude. Interestingly enough, the first guest I have is a guy who thinks the same fucking way. Adam Parallo. There you go. Isn't that funny how things worked out? Oh, yeah. Tell me that wasn't divinely inspired. So let's talk a little bit about uh, this roster. I'm sure you've got to have people interested in working for you. Oh, I do. And like I said, most of them are, they come from different backgrounds. So just because they came from MMA, don't make them a shoot fighter. uh, Because they're still going to learn the profession of wrestling. Uh, so it's not like they're going to come here and be kicking people's head off and all that stuff like seeing MMA. Right. Um, like I said, this is why we put rules and certain things in place. And again, could or could not be a work. I don't know. That's up to you, whoever to decide. Exactly. And I love that. And he says it so nonchalantly. <laughs> he <laughs> says it so, so cavalierly. Well, maybe it's a work. Maybe it's not. We'll see. We'll let you decide. And that's but, not a bad idea, but that that could also be a dangerous idea. Well, letting I people wanna, dis- let's talk about that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think so. I think because where we put the time limits in place and all that good stuff, and everyone here, uh, like they know when they come to Warrior Pro, we don't do the big heads and the egos. So we're all here for the same purpose. We like mm-hmm. wrestling. We want to fix wrestling. Uh, everybody knows it's a sportsmanship thing. Uh, so, yeah, I, and I'm sure you're going to get those big heads in there, but the people we have in place are well equipped to take care of themselves in case someone goes into business for themselves, like it was back in the day. Um, in fact, uh, one of our guys, um, uh, <laughs> Malachi, um, one of the guys was like calling, was saying something about it still being predetermined or whatever. Yeah. And Malachi's like, he challenged the guy from his company to come to Warrior Pro and fight him. And then <laughs> Call, calling out other promotions, right? So, so then, so then the guy he, he he didn't he didn't take the challenge. He's like, well, my promoter won't let me do it, or whatever. He said, well, you call your promoter oh, and have please. him. He said, well, you get a hold of your promoter and have him let me come to your show, and then we'll take care of business there. And there you go. that was it. He just got blocked. That's that's just the way. It, that's the oh, blocking. Oh, forget it. That's crazy. That's see, that's business. That's how it used to be done. Perfect yeah. example. Perfect example. The oh, NWA. Yeah, well, yeah, here you go. The NWA yeah. back in the day. Luthez. All right. Yeah. Way back in the day. Luthez um challenged Bruno San Martino. For the unification of, uh, I'm sorry, uh, challenged Buddy Rogers before Bruno. Um, Challenged Buddy Rogers for the unification of the belts. Um, If Fez won, the WWF belt would be merged into the National Wrestling Alliance. If Buddy Rogers' belt won, the NWA disappears. And the WWF becomes, you know, the super fed. Interestingly enough, part of that actually happened. Um, Luthez did beat Buddy Rogers. And because he did and never wrestled him again, Vince McMahon and Tootsmont made Buddy Rogers. They, they crowned him. I love how they do this. They crowned him. They crowned him the Worldwide Wrestling Federation champion and broke away from the National Wrestling Alliance, forming the WWWF, what we know now as the WWE. Enter a guy named Bruno San Martino, who said, uh, all right, well, let me fight Luthez. Let's Let's see how this works, okay? And that almost happened. But Sam Mushnick, who was in charge of the NWA at the time, said, uh, no, we got we make too much money off of Bruno, so we can't have him beat Lou. You know, and we can't have Lou beat Bruno. 
Because if that happens, we make no money from anybody. It's just, again, the politics, how yeah. politics play. But they did something interesting. Um, when the WWWF became its own entity and broke away from the National Wrestling Alliance, they did face off against each other for one. It was a one-off, one time only, and it happened in St. Louis, Missouri. Sam Mushnick promoted it. The NWA versus the WWWF. Both champions faced each other. Naturally, Adam, it was a draw. Yep. Okay, it was a, you know, they went Broadway. It was a draw. Yep. And each champion kept their belt. But the fans in the audience didn't care. The fans in the audience said, oh, wow, Luthez and Bruno were going to fight each other tonight. See, they didn't say they're going to wrestle each other. They said they're going to fight each other. Exactly. So you know where I'm going with that. I just oh, gave yeah. you the perfect segue. Oh, yeah. I know exactly where you're going with it. Uh, yeah, sadly, I mentioned fight in a comment a couple of days ago. And someone said, see, I told you it was shoot fighting. <laughs> I meant to say wrestling right. match, but I said fight. But anyways, right. exactly. um, yeah, that, that's the big thing. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing is um, I get criticism now because we call our belt the world heavyweight champion. And people's like, well, you can't be calling your belt the world champion. I said, oh, yeah, we can, because uh, even though we're our own entity, it's open to anybody who wants to come try to take it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Malachi has got no problem <laughs> taking on whoever wants to come try to take it. Well, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, groups got away from that for a while. Uh, the NWA was the only one that I know of still, to even today, that calls themselves the world champion. Right. The WWE has the Raw champion, and they've got the heavyweight champion, yeah. but they don't call themselves world champion. If if I'm if I'm right, and if I'm you're... wrong, tell me. No, you're right. Uh, it's all because they're within their platform. See, we yes. don't care to expand. We don't care to expand outside of our platform. So, like, uh, exactly. We've got uh, other countries and stuff that's liking what we're doing. Uh, we're in talks with a lot of them right now. So once all that hits off, we also have a bigger plan besides what we're doing with Warrior Pro that will definitely fix wrestling for a lifetime to come. Beautiful. Um, so you have a platform. You've got a roster that you're building. You certainly have a loyal fan base. Where and when can we expect the first real show? The first real right show. Right now, there hasn't been a show, I don't think. The first real show. Well, before we started, when we tried the entertainment stuff, and I didn't like it, and I didn't want to deal with it. So, and a bunch of crybabies. I mean, if you ever found crybabies in your life, that's where they come from. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these people are pampered. But, um... So we went out and we found some real-life hardcore fighters, people who care about wrestling, people who want to be a part of wrestling. I think we were talking to some um, we were talking to some amateur mat wrestlers. Right. And they were telling me that they absolutely hate it pro wrestling. And the really? reason being because wow. after they go train so hard to learn how to wrestle, yeah. they got to go to faking it. And so all that went to waste if they want to go pro because – Pro wrestling is your... Hey, you know what? And see, I got to put my promoter hat on. A lot of people who watch the show know that I was a promoter for 24 years. And one of the things I always ascribe to, you take where you've come from and incorporate that into wrestling. You don't have to necessarily fake it. You just adapt to what you're doing. I'll give you a, a perfect example, Adam, of a guy who did that so successfully. He's still around today. Is a guy that I'm, I'm proud to say I know, Ken Shamrock. Oh, absolutely. Well, Ken Shamrock did that so well that he cemented his legacy, not only as an ultimate fighter, 
but as a professional wrestler. That's how good he was. Dan Severn, another guy. Um, Steve Blackman took the world of martial arts and made you believe that he was the the most deadly guy that ever walked. Oh, absolutely. Because he probably is legit. He probably is. You know? I want to run into a guy like that, you know, on a dark street one night. Right. Because he's a big dude. And he's a strong son of a bitch. (laughs) You know? Right. Well, you see, that's kind of like where this is where we're at with Warrior Pro because uh, everyone has different backgrounds that's coming from this. So, and where we're going, where it's going to be a full contact and stuff. So, you're going to see a lot of that where people will incorporate their MMA at some point. People will incorporate their uh, boxing if they have boxing skills or whatever it is, whatever background they come from. But they will understand the natural process of wrestling. So, you will get a wrestling match, but right. that don't mean they won't incorporate their stuff in it whenever they get oh, ready sure. to do their match. So let me ask you a question. Uh, people watching this are interested in getting a hold of you. How do they, do they submit? They give you their resume that they send you with tape. This They say, you know, uh, Mr. Parallel, I want to work for you. Um, here's my uh, my pictures. Here's my video. How do they get this stuff to you? Yeah, I don't care about your resume. That's what you've done, not what you're going to do. Um, all you That's gotta an do interesting is way of looking at it. Good for you. Send me a uh, video of something just so we can make sure that you've got some training going on. And then that's it. Uh, just contact me. You can DM me on Facebook. Um, I mean, it's not hard to find me on Facebook. 6,000 other people has. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'll vouch for that. <laughs> I found so, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I found yeah, them. All you gotta do is go in there. DM me. I always answer my messages. I mean, like, as we're sitting here now, my phone's dinging like crazy, but I've got it on mute. So it's not yeah, I'm but <laughs> I'm it's sure it and all day. Tell everybody where they can uh, they can reach you. Your email, social media. Yeah, we do. You have, have Facebook. Email. You get Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah, we have Facebook. Uh, my Facebook, uh, my personal Facebook, is under Adam Perlu, which is my promoter name, all that good stuff. My real name. Um, we do have a Warrior Pro Wrestling page. It's called Warrior Pro: The New Breed. Excuse me, and then. Also, you can reach me at realwarriorpro at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at uh, warriorpro7. Fabulous. And if uh, if anyone's interested out there, you have Adam's info now. It's a, he's, he's, I'm, I will tell you, I will assure you and validate the fact he's a real easy guy to find. Because oh, yeah. there's a lot of people find him to... They 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 find him the bitch at him. <laughs> they find him to compliment him. <laughs> they find him to hit him up for a job. Trust me, he's the easy guy to find. If I can find him, you can find him. So uh, the the uh, the first match uh, or first when are you hoping to um to 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 have your grand for lack of a better word your grand opening? How far in the, are you looking out? Uh, we're looking at September 25th, Jeffersonville, Indiana, at the arena. Fabulous. And where are you? Ba- where is your home base at? Where are you based out of? Uh, I mean, we ca- we travel everywhere, so we don't really have an HQ, but uh, we 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 base a lot of what we do in Tennessee. Okay, so ten- we'll call Tennessee your uh, um, a- a ground zero for there Warrior Pro. Okay, so just where we have some reference. Uh, and I, I lived in Tennessee for 15 years, and a lot of guys out there. And there's, a, there's a big wrestling scene in Tennessee. I'll assure oh, you, everybody from from Terry Landell to, uh, and not Buddy Landell, by the way, Terry Landell, who's a real <laughs> scumbag. Uh, and I'll just call him out on the air. He's a scumbag. And I'm calling you out, Terry, on behalf of Jim Cornette, too, you prick. We don't <laughs> like you. We do not like you. Anyway, so. On behalf of Warrior Pro, on behalf of Aaron Parallel, I am Second Mean Angelo with Wrestling with the Future. We will be back every Thursday. This is our new night every Thursday on our Podbean Hub. It's wrestlingfuture.podbean.com. And on over 250 outlets around the world, 
including seven commercial radio stations and two television networks. So, on behalf of Adam, once again, Warrior Pro, Adam, thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you next week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.